Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Relationship Alive podcast. This is your host, Neil Satin. It's a special day here in Relationship Alive land because we are celebrating the third year anniversary of the launch of this podcast. Wow. It was actually conceived four years ago, uh, but then one of my interviews led to my working for one of my guests um, almost for an entire year. That was Catherine Woodward Thomas around the time that her book Conscious Uncoupling was being released. Um, So I worked with her on that and then, of course, went through her Conscious Uncoupling coach training program. Um, But finally, though, it was time for me to do my own thing and launch the podcast, which I did three years ago. Um, And in particular, I think I'd like to mention uh, my uh, producer, Christy, who has been so helpful in editing and uh, getting all the levels set for every episode that has happened every single episode of the podcast she has been there with me so thank you so much christy hausler for your help and i've had uh, an assistant or two along the way uh paige and michelle and of course uh none of this would be possible or really even happening without my lovely partner in crime, uh, Chloe, who was just my girlfriend when this whole thing started, and she became my fiance, and a little over a year ago, we got married, and she became my wife. So, um, Chloe Urban, thank you so much for being here with me and inspiring uh, so much of what happens here on the podcast, and being such such an amazing thinking and feeling and and uh, doing partner with me. I really appreciate it. So here we are, three years in. Amazing. And, uh, you know, I have to say that I love telling people what I do when they ask me, so, you know, what do you, what do, you do? And I live in Maine, so there are some unconventional things here that people do. But when I tell them that I host a podcast and that it's all focused on relationships and where I get to talk to some of the world's experts in the field of relationships, communication, dating, sex, all of that. They ask me the kind of question that you might imagine someone would ask when they find out that you host a podcast that's all focused on relationships. They say, can you make money doing that? It's pretty much what everyone asks. Um, and then once we have the, the simple conversation about that, then they get on to, you know, asking me things about their relationship or their parents' relationship or things like that. But it is a good question. Can you make money having a podcast? And of course, um, for the most part, this podcast has been a labor of love. And while I'm most definitely doing this for you and to help make the world uh, a better place and all the relationships that happen in the world better, I am also doing this for me because what I'm capable of in my relationship is light years beyond 
where things were three or four years ago. And that all being said, if you do find this podcast to be helpful, I would be so grateful for your support in ensuring that we can continue with a donation. To choose something that feels right for you, uh, just visit neilsatin.com slash support. Or you can text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And among the amazing listeners out there who have contributed, I want to thank this week, Cynthia, Lara, Jordan, Lita, Denise, and... And I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce your name right. It's maybe Kelly or Keely or Kali. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that, but no matter how you say it, I am ever so grateful for all of your support for the Relationship Alive podcast. It's part of what helps keep this engine running. And thank you so much. Uh, you've probably also noticed over the past year that there have been a few more corporate sponsors of the podcast. And our challenge here is to find and choose sponsors that actually reflect our values and who have something unique to offer you. So generally, I think we've done a pretty good job finding those people. And I really appreciate your taking the time to visit their sponsor, these sponsors and, and check them out and, and take them up on their offers. Um, and now I have gotten some feedback that the ads that we do are annoying. And, you know, I'm trying to make it useful and entertaining and explain to you why uh, we've chosen the sponsors that we have. Um, and that being said, I hope you understand that it's those ads, along with your donations, that help keep the lights on here at Relationship Alive headquarters. And it's also been a privilege to work with some of you as a coach, one-on-one uh, -on -one or one-on-two. I love working with couples together. It is such a blessing to be able to support you in whatever way works best for you. So whether that's through the podcast, through coaching, or maybe you are uh, a member of one of the courses that Chloe and I have created. Um, also, we have a book actually books at this point that we're working on, they're still in the works and we're doing our best to carve out time over the coming year to finish them and, and get them out. Um, and I just want to say, um, whatever way you choose, um, I want to be there to help you do better in relationship or I know some of you are single and if you're single, my hope is that these um, podcast episodes not only help you do the work within that's so crucial at any time, whether you're in relationship or not, but also that it helps you craft your vision of what's possible in relationship so that as you are meeting people in the world, and we're going to talk some more about meeting people in coming episodes, but as you're out doing that, you can hopefully be a beacon for uh, these kinds of values and having a conscious relationship with your partner, one that's really capable of more and more as the years go by. So that's my hope for you. And uh, whatever we can do um, to help you, please let me know. 
Um, one way you can do that is via our Facebook group. So if you haven't joined it yet, the Relationship Alive community on Facebook is there for you as a safe space to talk about what's going on for you and your relationship and to get feedback from so many valuable, caring, wise members of the community. I think now we're over, uh, well over 2,000 people. So um, so excited to have you there if you show up. And you can tell me uh, if there are other ideas you have for how I can support you, I'm there in the community as well. So it's our third anniversary. And it's important, I think, to celebrate things like that. So for me, this journey is actually still as exciting today as it was four years ago. And I'm just feeling so humbled and blessed that you are also willing to show up here week after week to grow in our ability to relate and to keep our relationships strong, healthy, and thriving. It's important to celebrate. It's important to celebrate and also to take stock. And I've been doing a lot of that lately uh, with the third year anniversary coming. Um, is that redundant, by the way, to say third year anniversary? I guess I could just say third anniversary and the year part is sort of understood, right? Um, in any case, as it's approached, I've been thinking a lot about what it's meant to be doing this podcast and where I've been, where I'm going, why I'm even doing it, how my reasons have changed. And and all of that for me is part of honoring all of the work that's gone in, but also that sense of accomplishment. I have to say that it is pretty amazing to look back. Um, and I should show you a picture of, you know, the the bookshelves with all the books that I've read for all of these episodes. And, and I just ponder the amazing conversations I've had and the amazing relationships that I've developed with guests who have been here on the show, which is so powerful because generally it keeps them coming back to, uh, to talk more about relationship. And, you know, these are people who are at the forefront of figuring out what works and what doesn't. And that being said, I have some other ideas in the works for the coming years um, that might even give you more ways to thrive in relationship. And I'm excited about those and to reveal them to you. So it's important to celebrate and also, yeah, to take stock of what's going on because when you have a milestone moment in your life, it can be an opportunity for you to reflect on what's going well, what's worthy of celebration. And that could be things that are going well or accomplishments. It could be uh, ways that you've grown. Um, it's also a way to think about what needs improvement. Now, I will say that it's questionable whether or not you can improve everything. There are moments in life, I think, when it makes sense to focus on your strengths and what's already going well and to put your attention there. That's what celebration is all about, right? 
But those places where you're stuck, sometimes all it does take is a nudge in the right direction or maybe a kick in the ass and you can experience a shift. So I'm not saying you should just accept things the way they are, but there's going to be a balance there for you of putting your attention on what's good and on your strengths and in the meantime, shoring up some things. So that's why taking stock is so important because it helps you measure and keep track of how well you're doing. And if you're always measuring yourself against the ideal, how you think it should be amazingly, then that can actually be a recipe for depression and not feeling good about your relationship. Because honestly, um, you're never going to measure up to that. I'm serious. The ideal is, it's something that you strive for. But if you aren't willing to look backwards and actually measure yourself against where you've been, then you're going to be in trouble. That's a key um, because the horizon, your ideal relationship, it's always going to be out there in front of you, just like the actual horizon is. You never get there. Um, or the rainbow. I don't know if you've ever tried to chase a rainbow. I did back when I lived in southern, southern Florida, and there were, were rainbows every day, and they looked like they were just touching the ground not that far away. But I can tell you that I never quite got there which is a darn shame because I would have loved one of those pots of gold that is apparently there, so I've heard. But, you, yeah, you never reach the horizon. And it's actually a concept called the gap that this uh, guy named Dan Sullivan talks about. Uh, he's the founder of this organization called Strategic Coach. And we had one of the members of his team Shannon Waller, who runs their Couples Connection Retreat that they do for people who are in their program. We had her here on the podcast way back in episode 31, where she talked about the gap and uh, among many other concepts that uh, Strategic Coach has for business that also apply to relationships and that have a huge impact on your can have a huge impact on your relationship. So if you haven't heard episode 31 yet, definitely go check that out. And she'll talk about the gap. This idea that the way to actually feel good about your life is to measure yourself against where you've been, not against where you're going. So along those lines, taking stock involves a few things. The first is looking backwards. And here are some questions that you might consider. You might think, like, what are your wins? What are the things that, you've, that have gone really well? Uh, in what ways have you grown in the past year? Or, of course, you can go back even longer than the past year if it's been a while since you've looked back. Where were you and where are the places where you actually see measurable progress. So that's part of helping you feel good because no matter what, the odds are that you're going to see ways that you have improved versus where you were in your life. That may not be universally true. There may be some places where you've taken a few steps back, 
but that's not where you're going to put your attention right now. You're going to put your attention on the wins, on the things to celebrate. And the second thing to take stock of is to, as I've mentioned, to ask, what, what do I do well? What do you do well? What are the places where you and your partner excel naturally? These are often the things that brought you together in the first place because you really appreciated about the uh, appreciated those things about each other. And ironically, they end up being those things that can be taken for granted as our focus shifts to the things that aren't going so well. Sometimes they become the things that actually end up annoying us about our partner. Um, so it's helpful to put yourself back in that state of mind where, it was something valuable and amazing and something you really appreciated about them. But hopefully they haven't been too uh, co-opted into something negative in your relationship. And hopefully they are still there, either totally in your face and something that you already have a lot of gratitude for, or maybe it's something that you do take for granted, or it's just the way things are. Shine some light on those things. This is the moment to acknowledge the strengths that you and your partner brought into the relationship as individuals. And there could be ways that you've grown as individuals in your lives. And that could also represent strengths that you have to contribute to your relationship. And then there are probably unique strengths to your relationship that are just part of the signature, part of the fabric of your connection together. And that is unique to every pairing of two people. The way your relationship shines with your partner is going to be different than how it might shine if you were with someone else. And that's just the way things are. Even if you're shining brightly, you're going to be one particular color of the vast spectrum available. And had you picked someone else to be your partner, you'd shine brightly in a totally different way. Could just be like a minor variation, like the difference between um, sea blue and teal blue or something like that. I'm just thinking of my Crayola box. Or, you know, it could be a vastly different experience. But no matter what, there are ways that you and your partner shine together. You wouldn't have ended up together if that weren't true on some level. So when you're celebrating and taking stock, it's a time to pay attention to those things. So there was looking backwards over where you've been, what you've accomplished, what your wins have been. There's looking at what you do well, what you've done well in the past, what you continue to do well, and what your partner does well, and also what you do uniquely well as a couple. And then the third thing, lastly, would be what are the things that could use improvement? So notice how I'm not saying what are the things that suck. It's what are the things that could be improved a little bit? Now, if you don't want to stay stuck here, it can be helpful to get really specific. So if you're, if you're actually making a list, don't just write down better communication or more intimacy. Dig a little deeper than that. What would actually be different 
if you were communicating differently, just say as an example, if you were communicating better, what kinds of experiences would you like to be having? And what would it look like specifically? You've probably heard that the best kind of goals are those that are, I think they call them smart goals. It's like specific, measurable, attainable, uh, I forget what the R is, and T is there's a, there's a deadline, like a time. So create SMART goals, or since I can't remember what R is, maybe SMAT goals. Um, that's how they'd say it here in, in Maine anyway. They'd say SMAT goals. Um, the R kind of vanishes. Maybe R is realistic? No, that doesn't make sense. Who wants a realistic goal? You want something that's that's like actually excites you, right? So choose something meaningful, but make it measurable. Meaningful and measurable so that you know when you've gotten there. And that way, when your next celebration rolls around and you're looking back, it's a win because you know that you actually made progress in that way. But if you just say, I want to communicate better, then it's hard to really quantify what that even means. And so therefore, it's harder to keep track of your progress, which is part of what this is all about. So getting specific, by the way, doesn't mean that it has to be that way. Like it doesn't have to look the way that you're defining it. But that just, it gets you going in the right direction. As you go, you can adjust. And I do encourage you to be flexible. Like, don't be so fixated on this specific, measurable, actionable, time-sensitive goal with the R in there somewhere. Um, don't be so fixated on it that if something just as cool or better comes along that you don't take it because it's not, wasn't part of the plan. Don't be that person. Um but getting really clear gives you some energy and you need the energy and momentum to overcome the inertia of just being stuck in the same place. Sometimes in these moments, as I was alluding to earlier with talking about the podcast, it's also worth asking yourself, why? Why do what you're doing? What is actually driving you? And are you... In, are you even in the relationship, for instance, uh, for the same reasons that you chose it, however long ago that was? Or are there maybe new reasons to choose it? What are your reasons today and how have they changed from before? Um, and if your reasons are different, your reasons for being in the relationship, if you're in a relationship, then you might find that what you're asking for in your relationship also shifts. So that question of why actually makes quite a difference. You might ask for something different if your why is based on something from a long time ago that's not even necessarily relevant to you anymore. So it's helpful to ask why so that as you tailor your experience, it's actually custom fit to you today, not the you of yesterday or 10 years ago or 20 years ago even. You want it to be relevant to you here and now. And what you've come to understand is possible. So let's keep the taking stock process that simple for now. 
So it's looking back and celebrating wins. It is uh, asking what you and your partner do well and what you do well as a couple. Um, it's figuring out what could use improvement. And then it's also asking why. Those, that was the quick summary. So let's go back to the celebration. Can you really celebrate the wins? Can you appreciate the strengths, what you do well? And can you appreciate the milestone that's right here in front of you? Maybe it's the passing of time. Maybe it's an accomplishment. Maybe it's simply that whatever day today is, is just a damn fine day to celebrate. Maybe you don't need a reason. You don't necessarily need a reason, but what does celebration actually look like? Perhaps that's something that could use a little bit more specificity in your life too. Is it, you know, a glass of champagne? Is it a dinner out? Is it a walk on the beach? Is it quiet time together? Is it lighting a candle? Is it saying a prayer or a blessing? It could be so many things, right? And it doesn't have to be elaborate, though elaborate is sometimes good but it should be something. If you're in a relationship and want to share your taking stock with your partner, that can be great. But may I suggest that you download my free relationship communication guide to help you out with that. It might not be very challenging to talk about your strengths and what you do well and your wins and to celebrate, but when it comes to talking about how you'd like to improve things, then the relationship communication secrets might be just what you need to help you stay connected and in a celebrating mood. So you can download that guide if you visit neilsatin.com relate or by texting the word relate to the number 33444 and following the instructions. So that is it for today. I'm really excited for the coming year and for the time after that. As I mentioned, there will be some new offerings and a little more of what I think we're doing well here. And of course, I'm always looking for ways to improve. If you have suggestions, feel free to speak up in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook, or you can email them to me. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. I can't always respond to you, and I hope you understand that if you don't hear back from me, that it's not personal, it's just that I do get a lot of email, but I do take the time to read each and every email that comes through, and that informs what I do here on the podcast. And you may even find that your questions for me uh, get featured in an upcoming episode, um, though, of course, anonymously, unless you want to not be anonymous. Um, speaking of that, one last thing. If you haven't taken it yet, there is an anonymous survey that you can fill out. It'll just take a couple minutes, um, if that. Uh, if you go to neilsatin.com slash survey, or you can just text the word wondering, because I'm wondering about you, to the number 33444, and you'll get a link to take the survey. It's really quick, it's anonymous, and it's another way that you can help me help you which is what I'm here to do.
Thank you so much for spending this time with me here today and for spending the past three years with me. And here's to many more. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and showing up even more fully to help your relationship thrive. Okay, take care. Uh, If you haven't checked out last week's episode with Craig Malkin, we talk about narcissism and how it can be good, how it can be bad, and what you can do about it. That's last week's episode on the podcast. And next week, we have a special return visit from Keith Witt, um, who I just love having on the show. He's such a dynamic presence. And uh, we know each other pretty well now, which I think helps for the for our conversations. And we are here because he is celebrating the release of his new book called Loving Completely, which is based on a course that he did of the same name for the Integral Center. Um, So his book is as fascinating and comprehensive and enlightening as you might expect. And he's going to be here next week to talk about it. So uh, until then, take care, reach out, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.